السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم نحمده ونصلي على رسوله الكريم أما بعد wait few seconds for some of our friends to join inshallah you can see who's on until then a lot of people I don't know from here a lot of people Mutaf, nice to see you after a long, long, long time. Okay. Today's topic is going to be on taqdeer and destiny. We're going to talk about a few things today. There's a lot to talk about in today's dars. But one of the topics we're going to talk about is on destiny, inshallah, and taqdeer. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, A'udhu billahi minash shaytanir rajeem. وَمَا تَفَرَّقُوا إِلَّا مِنْ بَعْدِ مَا جَاءَهُمُ الْعِلْمُ بَغْيًا بَيْنَهُمْ وَلَوْلَا كَلِمَةٌ سَبَقَتْ مِنْ رَبِّكَ إِلَىٰ أَجَلٍ مُسَمَّا لَقُضِيَ بَيْنَهُمْ وَإِنَّ الَّذِينَ أُورِثُوا الْكِتَابَ مِنْ بَعْدِهِمْ لَفِي شَكٍّ مِّنْهُ مُرِيبٍ Allah talks about how Allah has destined things and Allah has put taqdeer. There is a common question that what does it mean by free will and the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So for example, an individual, uh, there were different groups before in, in the early parts of Islam that theologically and philosophically held different positions than most of us do today. One of those such people were called Mu'tazila. And the Mu'tazili influence was so high that many of the Abbasid Khalifas were actually Mu'tazili. Uh, and they had imprisoned the likes of Imam, Imam Ahmad alayhi, and great scholars because of their position and their views. And they had a very philosophical and a very uh, logical approach where they believed that everything must fit into the parameters of what their logic perceived at that time. And it's very similar to what we have in the liberal movement and we have in the secular movement. And in scientism, when we have people who doubt Islam and they say that these elements and aspects of Islam do not fit logic, therefore we don't believe it. An example of this is that they did not believe in the weighing of the deeds because they said, how can the deeds be weighed? We they, Deeds are things that you cannot see. They're intangible. So how can you weigh something that you cannot see? Today we can weigh the air pressure. We can weigh the, 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 the humidity. We can measure these things and you cannot see these things. This is a clear example from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that the human intellect is finite and it does not have the ability to understand and comprehend everything. So what does it mean by daqdeer and the destiny of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? That everything goes by the will of Allah. Now the Mu'tazili believed that we are like individuals that we have, or the Jabariya for that example. The Jabariya believed that we are individuals, for example, that we are chained and imagine a person is chained and they're thrown inside a ocean and then they're told to uh, uh, survive and they're told to free themselves and they're told to save themselves. They cannot because they have no ability to break away from the chains. They, all the odds are against them. So the Jabariya said that a believer is in the same manner. You have no free will. Allah's will is what dictates everything. However, if that was the case, then what is the difference between us and the angels? The angels don't possess free will. And if we had no decision over our will, then how is that fair to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? How is that fair to us? 
and our final destiny. So the idea of taqdeer is explained very beautifully in this manner, that number one, Allah has created laws of physics and laws of science, and by these laws, we are to govern ourselves. So for example, Allah has dictated that what goes up must come down. There's a law of gravity, the need of air, the need of an individual uh, uh, having sustenance. These are laws that Allah has administered. Now in these laws, Allah gives you the ability to choose how you deal with these laws. So imagine someone has a highway and that highway is going in a certain direction. However, you have the choice of what lane to go and what speed to go and what car to drive on that highway. But the highway is set by that individual. You can't drive inside the median. You can't drive, drive inside on the divider. You can't drive in the, in the uh, handicap lane. You can't drive in those areas. The reason is, is that it's that those aren't made for that. Now someone is driving on a road and they say, well, how is that fair? We have no will, we have no choice. How is that even fair that we're able to, that you know, we are being compelled by the government to do this? The government isn't compelling us. The government has set laws and rules the same way Allah's dominion has set laws and rules and he allows individuals to do what they can amongst those laws and amongst those rules, a person can do whatever they want and however they want. For example, the Prophet ﷺ that for every single person, there is a portion of zina that Allah has destined for them. Every son of Adam and every daughter of Eve will commit a level of zina. That one of them have a, the, every single person has a element of zina in them. Now what does this mean? The Prophet ﷺ continues and expounds upon this. He says Allah destines that we will all be tested. However, how is this test translated? He says, That the zina of the eyes is that you look at someone you're not allowed to look at. The Prophet ﷺ forbade the looking at non-bahrams on purpose. Whether that you're scrolling through snaps or you're scrolling through TikTok, every glance of theirs is a sin. No, though it may be a minor sin, it's a sin nevertheless. And the opinion of the scholars is that when there are multiple minor sins, then they are the same level as a major sin. For a group of when قطرٌ على قطرٍ إذا اتفقت نهرا نهرٌ إلى نهرٍ إذا اجتمعت بحرا drop upon drop when it collects it turns into a pond pond upon pond it collects into a river river upon river it turns into an ocean every mountain begins with a st stone and every great sinner began with one small minor sin every major sinner every person who rebelled against Allah began began with a small sin so a person should be more fearful of their minor sins because it makes you accustomed to disobey Allah don't look at how small my sin is but look at how great the entity is that I am disobeying the Allah that I'm disobeying so the ayn, the, the nadr of the ayn is a, the, the nadr of the eyes is a sin of zina if you look at someone who's not a mahram. The scholars have went so far to even say that the young teenagers, young boys and young girls, specifically boys but even girls, that those who don't have their facial hair, they have a certain sanctity above them. That you are not to look at them, you are not to approach them, you are not to touch them, you are not to... You have to carry yourself with the same ihtiyat as you would with a non-mahram woman. Especially in those times they have mentioned this. In our times of sexual abuse and sexual assault and all of these things, every individual should implore their children and their relatives to be careful. I tell my own family and the kids around me, I don't allow them to get so close 
close and so comfortable. They should know the differences. They should know whether it's their uncle or their relative or this. There is a certain distance. I have cases and individuals of people who have been sexually assaulted by their siblings, sexually assaulted by their relatives, by their own parents. I've had individuals. And it is a difficult situation for a person to deal with once they are scarred by this. It is a difficult situation. And how does this happen? How does this occur? When you muddle, when you muddle the lines of Sharia, that is when it happens. Anyway, I'm not gonna translate the poem. Those who understood, they understood. So the Prophet says, Was Zinal Ain and The zina of the eyes is seeing. Was Zinal Udun al Istimar. The zina of the ears is also listening to things that will sexually motivate you. Those are songs, whether it's Drake or it's it's um I don't even know what Taylor Swift or whoever you guys listen to. It doesn't matter who the artist is. Listening to haram is still zina of the ears. The Prophet says when your hand spreads and you go and you touch, whether it's yourself or someone else or it's the phone, this is zina al-yad, this is the zina of the hand. The Prophet says was zina rijal al-khuta, that the zina of the feet is when you walk towards someone or you walk towards your phone to watch those videos or those shows. This is all zina that is taking place. Then the Prophet mentions a key sentence at the end and he says his qalb the heart then their heart and their private organ then either affirms affirms what they are going to do or it declines what they're going to do so the feelings and the the emotions that come inside the mind are not necessarily a sin that is human nature but to entertain that sin to allow it to have a country in your head and to grow in your mind and then to pluck upon it in your darkest moments to relieve yourself is the sin when you go and then you approach yourself and then you do the act of sin that is the actual sin that is where all of the thoughts and the minor things becomes an actual reality so I was mentioning that Allah sets parameters but then Allah sets guidelines where you have the ability to choose whether you will do the sin or not and lastly I will give you an example that if I have this orange paper and I have this blue paper and then I add this beautiful pink paper. So I have three colors. All right, let me put this on properly. I did kindergarten like three times. Anyway, so I have orange, blue, and pink. If there is an ant, and the ant is walking on here, a person standing above, sees that the ant will go to blue and then to pink. Now, this is the course the ant will take. Your knowledge of the course doesn't mean you have compelled the ant to take this course. You know what it's gonna do because you know the route of what happens. You know when you are in high school, you've been through high school, you've been through middle school, you know the challenges. You know the challenges of the foe. So when you have a younger sibling and you're like, yo, this guy, I was talking to this kid who I saw when he was a little kid. He was probably like three, four years old. Uh, and uh, at that time, we used to say as a joke, he's going to be a heartbreaker. As a joke, we used to, he was a really cute kid. And uh, now, mashallah, he grew up. He looks the exact same. I saw him after at least 16 years, 15 years, minimum. 
and uh, mashallah, now he's like 16, 17 or 18 or something. And uh, I said, I reminded his brother, I said, you remember, we used to say this. He said, Mufti Wasim, we still say this. Now, be, now if he breaks our heart or he does something wrong, does that mean? Does that mean that because we said it, it happened? No, we understand the reality of how the world works. We understand the situation of how the world works. It's not that we have compelled an individual to do it. The same way Allah's knowledge is infinite and Allah knows what we're going to do. But as Allah's knowledge doesn't mean that we are compelled to do what we do. Allah gives us free will to decide how we're going to do it, what we're going to do, and what actions we're going to do. Now, keeping all of these things in mind, destiny is sealed and destiny has done. Allah knows what's going to happen. There's only one thing that can alter destiny or perhaps two things that can alter destiny. Number one is dua and calling upon Allah. And number two is charity and sadaqah. In the last 10 nights of Ramadan, tonight is a big night. Charity, charity, give your money away. Make sure you give your zakat, give extra sadaqah. The Prophet ﷺ says that the favorite charity to Allah is that you give it while you are scared of losing your money. And Allah says, this person trusted me. They invested in me. If you saw the stock market, you have hope it's going to rise. You invest in it. This is the dunya. Invest in Allah and Allah will open the treasures of the heavens and the earth for you. And then continuing, continuing on to the treasures of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah says in this surah, وَلَوْ بَسَطُ اللَّهُ الرِّزْقَ لِعِبَادِهِ لَبَغَوْ فِي الْأَرْضِ وَلَكِ يُنَزِّلُ بِقَدْرٍ مَا يَشَاءُ إِنَّهُ بِعِبَادِهِ خَبِيرٌ بَصِيرٌ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that I don't, I, don't, I don't release unrestricted blessings on the servants. If I gave them everything that they wanted, لَبَغَوْ فِي الْأَرْضِ They would forget about me. It is how many people become millionaires only to forget to pray Salah. How many of us could pray Salah our entire life? But then now that we're talking to Bay, our Salah is getting delayed. Now that we're talking to Bay, our Quran is getting delayed. But before Allah gave us anyone in our life, we were closer to Allah. So sometimes Allah takes something away from you because it's not good for you and with it you will rebel against Allah and you will lose them forget in the dunya in the hereafter you will lose them so to preserve your love and your muhabba and your wealth in the hereafter Allah takes it away in the dunya you have a child you don't give it its candies as a child you don't give it candy why because if you give it all the candies that it wants it will lose its teeth at its elderly age so you restrict the sweets at its youth so that it can enjoy it at its older age no no one calls the parent op uh, oppressive. No one calls the parent a valim. But that parent that gives his kid candies and that doesn't take care of the kids, that is the parent that is the oppressor. So Allah says, I give it to you in a finite amount. I gave you the example of my teacher that you have an aquarium, you have a small little fish tank. And how much food do you put in? A small drop of food you put in. But if you were to drop all of the food inside, the fish would die by tomorrow. Allah gives you a reminder that look, I only give you a little bit so that you may understand that you don't rebel against me. Anyway, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reminds us of this aspect. The next thing that I want to talk about in this surah is the story of Musa alayhi salatu wasalam. Musa alayhi salatu wasalam, I've spoken about different elements of the story. You see, Fir'aun used to boast and he used to say, وَنَادَى فِرْعَوْنُ فِي قَوْمِهِ قَالَ يَا قَوْمِ أَلَيْسَ لِي مُلْكُ مِصْرَ وَهَذِهِ الْأَنْهَارِ تَجَرِي مِنْ تَحْتِي أَفَلَا تُبْصِرُونَ 
He says that, O people of Egypt, don't you see the rivers that flow beneath my feet? The Nile flows beneath my feet. Am I not your God? Am I not great? Am I not amazing? When a person has pride with Allah and rebels against Allah, Allah takes that very action that they had pride with Allah and sinned against Allah and uses it to cause them punishment. Fir'aun boasted about the Nile and the rivers that flow, flowed underneath his feet. Allah made the Red Sea flow above him and drowned him inside it. If you disobey Allah and you have a haram relationship, Allah will shatter your heart with that very haram relationship. If you do a haram business, Allah will give you the money and the house and the home. But then Allah will give you children that will challenge you the way Musa salam challenged Fir'aun. And all of these problems come into our life when and how. It is when we rebel and turn away from Allah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So the story of Musa salam goes such that Musa salam was being chased by all of Banu Israel of, of Fir'aun's army. And Musa salam was running with all of Banu Israel behind him. And Fir'aun's army was not too far apart. They arrived at the banks of the river of the Red Sea. When they arrived there, the people of Banu Israel got angry at Musa salam and said, Musa, why did you bring us here? We were good being slaves. You see the nature of being ungrateful. Sometimes the sometimes your difficulty is your blessing. Sometimes what you don't get is your blessing that Allah took something away because something better is in return. So when they arrived at the Red Sea, they said, Musa, why did you put us in this position? We were happy being slaves. At least we were alive. Now you have brought us to slaughter. So Allah says, Allah says, Allah says, take your staff and hit it on the ground. And the ocean and the Red Sea, it split. And there were 12 lanes that were in the sea for the 12 tribes of Banu Israel. And then they were going towards safety. Jibreel descended with an army of angels. And when Jibreel descended, there was another person there. There was another individual there who was identifying everything. His name was Samiri. I'm going to talk about him in a few seconds. So Samiri is seeing this and the entire army of Musa salam goes over to the other, uh, the other side, the whole Banu Israel. And as Fir'aun comes, he sees that the river is empty and that there are paths for him. He also goes to walk through it. Still, he's blinded. The signs of Allah are before you and still blinded. We are shocked at Fir'aun. But how many signs of Allah come before us but we are Fir'auns and Pharaohs in our own life and we deny the signs that Allah sends to us so then when Fir'aun enters with his army, Allah causes the, the sea to crush upon Fir'aun and it kills Fir'aun and wipes out his whole army. But as Fir'aun is drowning, he says, Amantu bi Rabbi Musa wa Harun. He says, I believe in their Lord. And now Jibreel descends and he takes a kick and he kicks dirt into the mouth of Fir'aun. Later on, he is asked, why did you do this? And Jibreel said, I was, I was so afraid of the mercy of Allah that Allah would even forgive Fir'aun after slaughtering everything that he has done. Why do you and I think Allah will forgive us? Why do we think Allah will forgive us? When Jibreel is worried that Allah would forgive Fir'aun, the one who challenged Allah, Jibreel thought that Allah would even forgive him. Then Banu Israel said, we don't trust the fact that he is dead. Show him. Send him forward. So then they tossed 
Fir'aun's body out. And Allah says, today we will save him and protect him for the signs of other people. Now people go and they say that it is this mummy and that mummy in the, in the Egyptian uh, 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 museum. The reality is, is that after me seeing the museum, I, maybe one of them is Fir'aun or something, but the concept of mummification existed long before this. Right? The concept of mummification existed amongst them. It doesn't mean that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying he's going to preserve his whole body in his full or intact form. But anyway, the idea of it is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is preserving his body and other individuals as well, like these mummies, to give you a sign that they rule the world. And, but their end was what? They were bones and they were in the earth and they were in the ground. That was their end. So Musa salam goes to talk to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on the mountain of Thur. As he is going, our brother Diyad, welcome, welcome. Former Muslim, current Muslim, not a Muslim, you're welcome here. No one will judge you and no one will disrespect him and no one will say anything back to you. You're welcome to be here. Anyway, sorry, I, I don't notice the comments, but your comment sticked out. So I commented on it. So forgive me for delaying and responding to you. Anyway, when Musa salam went to speak, you're also more than welcome to message me any objections you have on Islam and inshallah I will respond to you, my brother or sister, whatever it is. So then Musa salam went to talk to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. After he went to talk to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, there was a person in the crowd. His name was Samri. The Hindu was known, his nickname was Samri. And he constructed a calf for them. And that calf was something that it made sounds. Now, some scholars say he constructed it in a way where wind would blow and it would sound like it was making sounds, but it wasn't alive. Other scholars give a different interpretation. You see, Samri's real name was Musa. His real name was actually Musa. So you had two Musas in Banu Israel. One was the one that grew up in the palace of Fir'aun. The second Musa has another unique story. The Samiri who's called Musa, so I'm gonna call him Samiri, and then after that I'll tell you the story. So Samiri was abandoned as a child. Jibreel was sent to take care of Samiri, the angel Jibreel. So he took care of him, he had water, milk, honey, and, and sustenance, and he would take care of Samiri, and he, he grew up Samiri. Samiri grew up to be an individual under the tutelage and care of the angel Jibreel himself. Jibreel salam's horse, and when Jibreel landed on a certain dirt, Allah gave it property of life. Things would grow in it, it would become lush. So because Samri was accustomed to seeing Jibreel, he grew up in the arms of Jibreel, when the army of Jibreel descended, before Musa when Musa's army was, a group of Banu Israel was going through the Red Sea, Samri noticed that there was dirt over there and the properties of the dirt that was linked to the horse of Jibreel or to Jibreel So he collected that dirt and he knew that it had life properties to it. And later on, he, he created a calf out of it. The Banu Israel, some of them believed in it. They became disbelievers. You know the story. Musa comes back and says, for you, Musa says that for the rest of your life, you will say, La misas, I'm an untouchable. Later on in the Hindu religion, you see the Brahmin, they descend from Ibrahim They have their connection to Ibrahim The Achut, those are the people that are descendants of Samiri. The rule of don't touch me or cast me aside or untouchable was only for Samiri. But Banu Israel went out of their, they always 
went overboard and they classified all the children of Samri in the same manner. So now let's contextualize the story. Musa, the, the poet says, وَمُوسَ الَّذِي رَبَّاهُ جِبَرِيلُ كَافِرُ وَمُوسَ الَّذِي رَبَّاهُ فِرْعَوْنُ مُرْسَلُ The Musa that was taken, that was nurtured in the arms of Jibreel became a kafir. And then Musa that was nurtured in the arms of Fir'aun became a prophet of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَمُوسَ الَّذِي رَبَّاهُ جِبَرِيلُ كَافِرُ And the Musa that was nurtured in the arms of Jibreel السلام, became a kafir. وَمُوسَ الَّذِي رَبَّاهُ جِبَرِيلُ and the Musa that was taken care of in the arms of Fir'aun became a prophet. Your environment is only a factor. You decide your destiny. You decide where you go with your destiny. You decide what you do with your actions. Society, don't blame your parents. Don't blame your school. Don't blame your friends. Don't blame your siblings. Learn to blame yourself for your own mistakes, for your own mistakes. Learn to blame yourself. Remember, success comes before work only in the dictionary. Success comes before work only in the dictionary, nowhere else. Now, concluding this discussion, the poet says, Abu Jahl was born inside the Kaaba, but he still became the enemy of Islam. Abu Bakr whose parents ran an idol house and he became the first Khalifa and the friend and the father-in-law of Rasulullah The last story I want to tell you today. It is the story of uh, today I'm in the mood of poetry. We haven't even left the ocean for our war. He's talking about a unique battle that took place. It happened in the, in the time when Sa'ad bin Abi Waqas was in his final battle against the Persians and there was a river before them. And if they were to wait, if they were to delay, if they were to delay the advancement, then the, the Persians would get reinforcements and there would be many casualties. So Sa'ad Nabi Waqas looks around the army and he looks around and then he says, let's go. They said, where? He said, upon the water. They said, we'll drown. He said, Bismillah, let's go. They take Allah's name and they began galloping and none of them drop. And as they even fall, a piece of ground would come up and stabilize them. The Persian army was surprised and shocked and they were in fear that this army is galloping on water. And as it arrives, they crush the entire army and the superpower at that time Persia is humbled is humbled he says we gave adans and at times in the churches of Europe the churches of Spain and France the churches of Spain and the churches of Portugal we gave adan over there and we have also given adan in the deserts of Africa this is the ummah of Muhammad Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So Sa'ad bin Abi Waqas later is asked that why did you think that this army could actually accomplish the feat of crossing the water? He said, I looked into their eyes and I noticed. I looked into their eyes and I noticed that none of these eyes had committed zina. That none of these eyes had seen something harab and I knew that Allah would give this nation the ability to overcome what others could not overcome. Alright, wrapping this story up. He goes inside the Persian palace and 
this is the treasury. This is the world's treasure. These guys were all about their gold and their bling bling. The palace, the treasury was stacked with gold, filled with gold, but all the royalty was wiped out. And as he enters and he sees this, he reads the verse of the Quran. He says, He says, Oh, we have abandoned the ocean. And this is an army that has been drowned. He says, how many gardens and palaces they once reigned over and now today is abandoned. The Mir Usman Ali, Mir Ali Usman, the last Nizam of Hyderabad, his paperweight was worth about 200 million. The diamond of his paperweight was 200 million. This Queen Elizabeth, when she got married to King George, he gifted her a, a diamond necklace that she still has till today and she wears still for royal occasions till today. The man had, was the richest man in the world. But when Allah wants to give, he can give. And when Allah wants to snatch, he can take your whole world away without you ever imagining you could lose this. And you can be the wealthiest man in the world, but you could be humbled by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So then he says, He reads this verse. How many gardens did they just leave abandoned? He says, and all the blessings they had, all the luxuries they had, where is it now? In this manner, Allah says, We grant this to another nation. No nation has reigned supreme throughout history. And neither will our nation. Every nation has ups and downs. Every nation has a decline. Every nation has a lifespan. So he says, We'll make another nation the top nation. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says nobody cried over them, neither the heavens or the earth. Who, who wishes the Ro to be like the Roman Empire or the Byzantine Empire or the Greek Empire or the Chinese Empires or the African Empires or the Mongol Empires? Where are these mentions now? They're just mentioned in textbooks, but people have forgotten. No one sheds a tear over the thousands of loss. And Allah says this is the reality of the dunya. Inshallah, we will do some dua. Then we will do some khas dua and then some questions, inshallah. Allahumma laka alhamdu kama yambaghi li jalali wajhika wa azimi sultanik. Allahumma inna nas'aluka al-huda wa al-tuqa wa al-afaf wa al-ghina. Allahumma habib ilayna al-eeman. Wa zayyinhu fi qulubina wa kaddih ilayna al-kufra wa al-fusuqa wa al-isyan. Wa jajalna min al-rashidin. Ya Allah, have rahm and karam upon us. Ya Allah, have mercy upon us. Ya Allah, we're weak servants of yours. Ya Allah, we don't worship you the whole year. But these small nights we come and stand before you. Ya Allah, change our life for the best. Ya Allah, make us better individuals. Ya Allah, make our insides better than our outsides. Ya Allah, make us people with akhlaq and character. Ya Allah, cleanse our hearts. Ya Allah, make us good Muslims. Ya Allah, make us obedient. Ya Allah, make us follow the message of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Ya Allah, bless us with enjoyment of Quran. Ya Allah, allow us to taste the sweetness of Quran. Allow us to memorize the Quran. Allow us to love the people of Quran and the people of hadith and the people of knowledge. Ya Allah, put the love of knowledge into our hearts. Ya Allah, guide us to the right path. Ya Allah, unite our families, those who have debts. Ya Allah, alleviate those debts. Ya Allah, those who are sick, 
Ya Allah, remove their six. Uh, sickness, Ya Allah, our parents and our grandparents and our children and our spouses. Those who are alive, Ya Allah, extend their shade above us for a long time. Those who have passed away, Ya Allah, forgive their sins, Ya Allah. Have mercy and rahm on them. Ya Allah, Ya Allah, don't let us leave this live stream without being forgiven. Ya Allah, don't allow us to leave this live stream without being forgiven. Ya Allah, we come to you with broken du'as, but you are the perfect one. You take anything broken and then you respond with perfection. Ya Allah, we beseech you of your mercy. We want to be your friends. Ya Allah, make us all your awliya and your friends. Turn our hearts into the hearts of, of, of nur, Ya Allah. Fill our, remove the gold and the dunya from our heart. And Ya Allah, fill it with the nur of love of the of the akhirah and jannah and of Habib sallallahu alayhi Alright, you can put your questions down. I'm going to make the offer some of the friends, inshallah. And then uh, we have... Ashik, make dua for Ashik here. Farhan, uh, Ashik and Farhan, right? They're the new people. I don't know anyone else. Anyone else here? And Hamad, I made dua for you a few days ago. And uh, Yusuf. Okay. Ashik, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept all the good deeds you do, all the good actions you do. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept the qajariya for dad. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala fill his grave with nur, ya Allah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make little children and across the world do dua for you and your father and your family and accept their duas and fill your family and life with happiness. The second person was... Aisha, I think, and Yusuf. Aisha, may Allah want to put barakat in your aim and your knowledge. May Allah guide you. May Allah put you on the right path. May Allah keep your heart connected to him and protect you from fitna. And Yusuf, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect your iman, your yaqeen. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala keep you on the right path. May Allah fill your life with uh, uh, happiness. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give you success. And Farhan, Farhan, Farhan al-Maida. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, bless Farhan. May Allah give him a long and healthy life. May Allah, he's, he's kind of there was a time he was close to me, then distant, and right now we're in a, I don't know, but hopefully we'll get close again, inshallah. May Allah fill, fill your life with happiness. May Allah bless dad and uncle and your barak, put barakat in your business. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala always keep your family happy. May Allah give you health. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala remove all sicknesses. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give you the physique you are looking for. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala keep you always uh, attractive inside and outside, inshallah. Can we read Eid Namaz at home? Yes, you can, inshallah. Uh, Eileen Falur, may Allah accept the du'as that you are making in Ramadan. Salat al-Tazbih, there are two types of Salat al-Tazbih, the short version and the long version. The short version is, is that, say SubhanAllah, Alhamdulillah, uh, Allahu Akbar, 10 times, any time in the whole Salat, 5 times first rakat, 5 times second rakat, 10 times first rakat, doesn't matter, at any time you can say it, and the Prophet Wasallam uh, has given the reward for it, and there is a longer Salat al-Tazbih, it's fine, uh, both of them. Are, are, are okay. The Salat al-Tazbih, the other one, the longer version is has is Hassan. It has a weak narration, but it's Hassan, inshallah. All right.
I'm a theoristically converted and I'm scared to tell my Christian parents, what should I do? I think that um, faith belongs in the heart. And there are many Muslims who are unable to practice their faith. It's, it's yes, everyone wants everyone to pray and do all worship and ibadah, but everyone's system and everyone's lives are different. And in your situation, hold on to the faith, privately practice it until you're at an ability and you're at a place in your life where you can express it publicly. But until then, keep it in your heart. And Allah knows, Allah knows. The kalima is the bare minimum and you have the key to paradise. Okay. Let's see. I saw some very interesting. There's tons of questions here, man. Okay. He do be breaking his fast. I don't know what he's talking about. Uh, miss you, Mufti. I miss you too, Mutaf. Last time Tilsa was 2016? I don't even know. I don't watch any uh, I listen to music. Any questions in here? Let me check the question box. Upset with his brother when he came back and found Banu Sarai lost. Yes, he was upset with him. He grabbed his beard and his hair and he pulled him. Some say that, look, Harun preserved unity, but that's exactly what Musa was upset about. Sometimes preserving unity is not the right decision. You have to stand up for what is right. Is it true that there are two pharaohs in the Quran? Yes, that is one opinion. That the Fir'aun at the time of Musa al birth was different than the Fir'aun when Musa al returned. Yes, there is one Musa that is a prophet and Samiri, one of his names was Musa. He was also called a Musa as well. The live with Ahmad Bukhatir will be at like 4.15 a.m. or 4.30 a.m. on uh, the 27th night of Ramadan, Dallas time. Is it, some, is it permissible to get to know someone through messages for the right sake? Of course, yeah. As long as you take the right protocol and you do it properly. Inshallah. Okay. I never knew you existed until I saw your TikTok. I love your videos. Jazakallah khair. A lot of people don't know I exist and a lot of people will not know I exist. I just hope Allah knows. Okay. Take care, guys. See you all tomorrow. The 27th night's program. You don't want to miss that, especially the one with me and Bukhater. You don't want to miss that. It's going to be amazing. Bukhater is a multi-millionaire. Like, uh, I remember one, when, when I did his tour, his net worth was like 150 million. And Allah has blessed him ridiculously. Like shopping plaza, stores, buildings. He's got a whole skyscraper in uh, Dubai that he showed me. Amazing. And one of the most sweetest people in the world. You're going to have an amazing time. Um, and the fact that he's taking out time for me is like mind blown. Uh, love the guy so much. Love the guy so much. Okay. Many scholars in the UK are of the opinion that you can read namaz at home. Yeah. And there's many scholars who believe you can. So follow whatever you like. Why does someone have to fight? 
Someone raises their hand, someone doesn't. Okay. Like, why does it have to be everyone does the same thing? If Allah wanted everyone to be the same, He would have made everyone Muslim. If Allah didn't want differences, the Prophet ﷺ would have sat down and told the Sahaba, sit down, write, this is how you pray Salah, this is the far, this is the water. The Prophet ﷺ would have had these things down. Allah would have had Quran looking like a fiqh book. Does Allah not have infinite knowledge? Allah has given the ability to grow. Allah has given the ability to maximize. So, take it easy guys. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullah.